What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Super pumped. Well, today is Friday, but this is going to be not released on Friday. So it's TGIF, you guys. I have a very special guest. He has got incredible energy. Look at him smile. He's very handsome too. He is an executive leadership coach. He's also an author and he is known for speaking to large audiences as well. Please welcome Michael Siever. Michael, thank you for joining us today. Can you please tell the audience a little bit, a little bit about your background? <laughs> Most certainly, Deanna, TGIF. So uh, as you mentioned, executive coach, leadership consultant, speaker, uh, author, uh, my mission in life is to unlock human potential. And my base core values are about authenticity, growth, and spirituality. And in uh, a more human sense, right, I'm partnered, my romantic partner's name is Tiffany. I have a stepdaughter named Aaliyah. I have a cat named Cleopatra. If anybody has pets, I think you have a pet close to you. I have four. (laughs) <laughs> you, and, you saw Athena, she just popped in. Here. <laughs> that is okay. That's awesome. So inside of those roles, you know, really what's important to me is that over the last 10 years of being uh, an independent business owner, a small business owner, I love helping people through their most challenging experiences. I love helping people to define their life's mission or understand what their core values are. I love helping them find ways to improve their emotional intelligence or finding ways to help them become a coach to themselves, or maybe a coach to others around them. But really what I wanted as core Deanna is I want people to begin to trust their own intuition and to really believe that answers to their life's most pressing questions are already inside themselves. Yeah, no, I love that. And, you know, like before we started uh, recording, you know, I do talk to a lot of coaches. I'm a life, I'm a certified life coach myself. I've just never gone out there and built a business around it. I did do some coaching initially after going through that whole process. Um, but I did apply a lot of those principles to my life and it helped me be a better communicator. It helped me understand some of my roadblocks. However, it's been a while since I have actually applied them again, <laughs> but I became a better leader. I became a better partner. I became better like sibling, daughter, all those things because of just learning the process and opening myself up to that. And, um, I, you know, so you do specifically more executive coaching. Um, so why don't, can you talk to us a little bit about what makes you different from someone that might be doing, you know, the life coaching um, in a different aspect, maybe like by dealing with like weight loss or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So the the core of my process is really about authenticity. And so what makes me maybe a a bit unique or different is, is that I take very traditional business strategy concepts and try to infuse a little bit of positive psychology, but also infuse a little bit of spirituality. And I don't think there are a lot of folks kind of in the executive coaching world that do that. So in my work, I'm trying really at its core to say, okay, When it comes to being really authentic and unique, I use five kind of puzzle pieces, if you will, to help them pull out who they are. Number one is a communications assessment like DISC or Myers-Briggs or Emergenetics or Predictive Index. Number two is a motivators assessment, why we do what we do. Number three is a core values assessment. So what are those life lessons we've learned along the way? And what are those things we really want to spend time doing? Fourth kind of is the introduction of the spirituality, which is a multi-point Q&A to help them understand the patterns in their life. And then the fifth piece is very much about what is their authority? What makes them different or unique? What are their strengths? And so through taking those five things and bringing them together, we're looking at this person very objectively, but also very emotionally and subjectively, and then helping them draft as a result of pulling those pieces of data about who they are. 
we can then write a mission statement, core value statements, an executive biography, and a couple of one, two, or three-year goals. And so I try to infuse these ideas, maybe that are a little bit unique or different, to help them get to know themselves really well. I love that. And so when you start working with someone, you're right. So, you know, I do talk to a lot of different coaches and and you're also unique in your approach. And I have talked to other leadership executive coaches, but they do not um, bring the spiritual, the spirituality part in, which I I love. I think that I'm a big fan of that because I really think that, you know, to have um, balance in our lives, all of our pillars need to be balanced, right? Like our, our, our personal life, our health, our finances, you know, our work, I mean, all those things, when one goes out of whack, then we're completely out of whack. So I I think spirituality is a big part of that to help keeping yourself balanced and whatever that looks like. So when you do start working with someone, um, are, are, how are they open to that? What does that look like for them? Many are, not all are. Uh, So I'm very clear in my introductory sessions with individuals about what the process is, how long it's going to take, how frequently we're going to meet, some of the challenges they might run into or some of the possibilities that they might run into. So for me, it's very important that I only invest time into people who genuinely want the change, who know that they're walking into a three to a six month process that's going to be hard in some ways, but enormously rewarding in other areas. So I'm very clear on the front side, set very clear expectations about what may or may not happen based on my process or based on what other clients have experienced. So it's kind of on a case by case basis, but if we do a good job, right, as coaches, Deanna, of setting expectations, then people make the choice to either go down that path or they don't. And thankfully for the vast majority of them, let's say nine out of 10, there have been some times when I've had to give people their money back because they just weren't doing the work. Right. But for the most part, people keep, keep going forward. Yeah, see, that would be a, that would be that was my struggle because I was also a personal trainer, you know, for many years, and I would get so wrapped up in their success. And when they weren't doing the work like they were supposed to do or sticking to the diet, you know, because they paid me for the diet and to coach them, it was like I'd get upset. I'm <laughs> like, now you're ruining my, like my progress, you know. So I kind of had to like. I mean, I will every, every once in a while, maybe help someone with a diet or, you know, to go train with them somewhere, but I just can't, I don't know if for me, that was really hard. And, you know, yeah. coaching, do, being the, doing the life coaching with someone, I did not do leadership. It was more around the lines of if they had weight loss issues or health issues or, you know, um, fixing relationships in their, you know, their family or with their significant other. So um, I did, I did help work with them on things like that. So that I would get frustrated when they weren't doing yeah. the work. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely, I definitely have felt that way at various points in my journey too. There is no doubt yeah. because yeah. for folks like you and I, Deanna, we know unequivocally that we have the processes and we have the experiences and we have the knowledge that can help those persons. Yeah. And so yeah. we genuinely want to uplift them, right? We have this innate need to contribute to the betterment of others. And when they choose to not do it right now, that can be a little bit hard for us because we don't want to see them in pain. Right. And you can see their potential. You know, you can see like for me, like, and this is a probably a downfall. My one best friend, she's like, you would give anyone the shirt off your back on the street. And she's like, queen, you've got to just like, you got to maybe just pump the brakes a little bit by like being so like kind and good to everyone because I've gotten burned. 
quite a bit, yeah. you know, yeah. and I just say, and I just tell her like, listen, I do that because that's just who I am. And I'm not going to let that, that negative experience stop me from being continuing to be a good person, you know, yeah. because I don't do it for them. I do it for myself because that's just, that's just the way I was raised. That's the way I, I believe. I always want to see the good in people. I always do. And, you know, it does bite in, in the ass every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's part of the journey too. Yes, it is. You, you know, you got to go through those experiences to learn. Yep. So what got you? So how long have you been a coach? So technically started in October of 2011. So now about 10 years. That's amazing. And so what brought you to that point? Did you have like a come to Jesus moment? Like, ah, like <laughs> uh, kind of, yes. And so the, the way that it, that worked itself out, I was, I was raised in Michigan in a very small town and I worked for my parent, my parents' business, which is landscaping, lawn maintenance and snow plowing. So in 2003, I left that business to come to the state of Arizona and I worked in the hospitality industry for four years. And then when the economy started to struggle in 2008, I decided to go get an MBA. And during my first year as an MBA student, that's when the idea of coaching first entered my mind because I was given a career center coach and she helped me to see myself through a different lens in ways that I hadn't seen myself. She gave me some assessments and she asked me some questions. And then all of a sudden, the next couple of months, I started to think, wow, like I could really do this coaching thing. So as a second year student, I was given about 50 first year students to coach with resumes and cover letters and interview skills. And so at that point, at age 29 for myself, I realized that coaching was going to be a big part of my future. But I did what a lot of people do when they finish an MBA or master's degree or some sort of degree is we go take a corporate job. So for two years, I worked for a healthcare system. And it was absolutely life draining. And so the second little story is, is that I remember one day early in the spring, and I think this was 2011 and I got stuck in rush hour traffic. And I remember just sitting there on the freeway and looking around and saying, this is not the life that I want. And I just bawled uncontrollably the rest of the drive into the office. And I made a result. There was like this internal resolve that said at some point in the next couple of months, I'm going to launch my business. So in October, a few months later, I launched my business and quit working full-time for that organization. So it really hit me in the kind of the latter part of 2009. So then I had a couple of years of corporate experience, just realized it wasn't my thing. But then I made that choice and decision in the early part of 2011 that this is my life, no matter what the cost, I'm going to do this. And I'm so thankful I chose that path. And I'm sure making that decision and, and saying that no matter what you did experience, I mean, did you experience some struggle? like in the beginning? Oh, big time. Yeah. That was the thing is that there were many, many, many mistakes that I made at the very beginning, 2011, 2012, 2013. So I had to take jobs at local universities to work as a adjunct professor or to work as an adjunct uh, like coach for master's degree students, because my business just purely wasn't making the money. Right. So taking those part-time jobs not only gave me experience to be able to speak publicly or to be able to coach people well, but it also gave me a base level income so that I could be safe in building my business nights and weekends. But in those first couple of years, it was really tough because I was challenging myself a lot. My business wasn't making a lot of money, so I was going through a lot of self-doubt. But thankfully, at the very end of 2014, the beginning of 2015, things really shifted and changed where I was able to stop all of those jobs and just work for myself full time. So it took a couple of years, but we got there. 
I got goosebumps. That's amazing. Like that's such a, you know, and so I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I am like, I'm, I've been raised by entrepreneurs. I've had many businesses with my late husband. We have businesses. Like I've just like, that's, you know, after I lost my late husband, I had to get back and I had to get into the corporate world, not back into it. Cause I actually really never worked for anyone since I had my first business, real business was at 13, cutting grass, cutting grass and being a babysitter and just, you know, so going into the corporate world was definitely an experience, but yes. unfortunately yeah. you sometimes have to do that to support what your ultimate dream or goal is. And, um, you know, and I really encourage people, if you're an entrepreneur out there, like you just go after it, but be smart about it. So some <laughs> of the people that you coach, are they entrepreneurs? Are they all, are they all in corporate or do you have a mix of both? I would say 75 to 80% are within larger organizations, maybe 20, 25% are more entrepreneurial, small business. And for some reason, my message of employee engagement and organizational change and becoming your authentic self and opening lines of communication, for some reason, I have landed my message really well with finance people and with accounting folks. And oh, wow. I don't know, I don't know why exactly it's landed with them, but for a very long time, I've been able to help professional associations that have a lot of CPA and or finance executive members. And that has opened a lot of doors for me to get into organizations because I know the CFO or I know the controller. Okay. And so for some reason, 75 or 80% of my business has come from medium to large size organizations. But over the last couple of years, that really has transitioned to where I'm now getting those small businesses that say have 20 to 25 employees that need just a little bit of employee engagement support or help, or they just need to take that high performer one level up to get that promotion. So I get plugged in for a short period of time to help them oh, and wow. then they're in that great place. So the company actually hires you to come in to, to, to coach that one of their employees. That is really awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. It's been, it's been so much fun for me because it's a very defined place, right? I have either three or six months to prove that I can help this person become who he or she is meant to be. Yeah. And so I have a, I have a very defined process that I'm walking them through. And I'm very good in my own mind about really forming a deep, meaningful relationship with him or her to get them to feel safe, to take some risks and be vulnerable in ways they might not normally to be yeah. able to allow them to really see themselves in the new light, to shift their brand or shift their identity be, to become the thing that their organization thinks they can. Hey guys, Deanna here with Label Free Podcast. Are you a six pack kind of guy or a dad bod kind of guy? Either way, our friends at Manscaped have the fellas hairy bodies covered. They just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes a lawnmower 4.0. That's right, you heard that right. 4.0 trim from the leaders in male grooming. So the man in your life can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code labelfree20. That's right, 20% off with free shipping with the code labelfree20. So head on over to their website, manscaped.com, and pick up something for yourself, the man in your life, whomever that might want to benefit from keeping everything nice and tight for the summer. I really love that. I think that that's great. That means that more organizations are opening up to empowering and bettering their individuals to, to, to succeed. And, yep. you know, and that means that maybe there might be a little bit of shift there on the corporate level that are, they're really supporting in, in wanting that, that balance for their employees. So yeah. that's really, that's really awesome. 
Yeah, I agree. It really is happening. You know, March and April of 2020 taught all of us really quickly that we're far more capable of change than we thought that we might have with now all of a sudden we're working from home or homeschooling our children. Many of the habits and routines and rituals that we were accustomed to, we no longer could do. So people were taught very shortly that they are more capable of change. That's wonderful. But that also over a period of time allowed for organizations to realize that their employees could be just as productive at home versus being in an office. And so now over the last year, we've all taught, been taught that we now have to allow employee life experiences into the workplace right. because of many things that we see on a day-to-day basis via a Zoom call or via a meeting is that we do get to see our colleagues' pets, or we do get to see our colleagues' children, or we do get to see where our colleagues live. And so now, thankfully, organizations are recognizing that if we allow the employees to bring their life experiences into the workplace, virtually or in person, they're going to be more engaged and more productive. So I think that's great. I totally agree. Although I'm not, I'm a people person, so I didn't really like working from home. <laughs> so I, I like going into the office. I like being around other people. I like that, that in-person collaboration. So for me, you know, I, I liked the convenience of it don't get me wrong but i do yes. not necessarily like not having human interaction yeah but um you you also have a book Tell yes us about this book yeah i'll put it up on the screen for yes, those please. who are gonna who are gonna watch the video you can see it here it's called i know a practical guide for awakening to what's within and finding work-life integration and this is a a really deeply meaningful book for me deanna Uh, because I've been coaching for 10 years. Last year, 2020, a lot of the revenue that I had booked for March, April, May got pushed to October, September, right? November-ish. And so I ended up spending most of last summer working on this book and kind of telling my story. So I hired a writing coach to help me uh, tell some stories that I felt uneasy or unsafe uh, or vulnerable to share. And so the book is basically uh, nine different chapters where a person can go from the three different phases of change. So the first three chapters are about how do we end and let go of an old version of ourselves that's no longer needed? How do we overcome fear? How do we process loss? How do we release those stale emotions that we don't need anymore? Yeah. And then the second three chapters are very much about how do we define our personal brand? How do we become more emotionally intelligent? And how do we shift our identity to be better in the workplace, if you will? Because that's kind of like being in an emotional neutral zone where we get to experiment and create and build what we're meant to be. Sure. And then the last three chapters are very much about executing and planning and moving forward into the future. So how do we share our brand with the world? How do we become a coach to ourselves and others? And how do we lead engaged teams? Right. But each chapter begins with a great client story or maybe a story of me. And then there's some research to kind of support what's the main thesis of this chapter or this idea. And then there's a five-step process to help you work through that area or that chapter. And then I close with a story at the end of each chapter. So my hope is, is that a person, if they're feeling at all disengaged or unhappy or unsure about their path, that if they go through these nine chapters and processes, at the end, they're going to feel very clear. They're going to feel very happy, very engaged, and be able to choose the right kind of career or whatever, maybe gig or or their own business if they choose to be an entrepreneur. I really want them to feel the safety to do that by the end of the book. That's amazing. I might have to grab that book. (laughs) Send it to you. So I've been like, you know, I I, I mean, this is no secret. I I talk about this all the time. I've been unemployed from the corporate job since December of last year because of COVID. It was COVID. And I honestly have not, I've been working really hard at this podcast. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's been, it's just been growing like nonstop. 
And I've just really been wrapping my head around like, what can I do so that I don't have to go back to the corporate world? Because <laughs> <laughs> I really just, I really don't fit. I really don't. I mean, I can get along and I'm successful in my roles. Like that's not the problem because I'm a hard worker. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a very driven individual. So, I mean, even when I was working, I was building my podcast. I was still doing my interviews, still marketing it, all that good stuff. So, you know, I don't feel like I'm lost. I do feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, but I need to know how to capitalize it in a way that can support me so that I don't have to go back to that corporate world (laughs) because I want to impact lives. I want to tell stories. I want to like touch people. I want to sell books. You know, I want to, I want to do that. I want to serve others, you know, and I'm doing myself a disservice by getting into a corporate world world role. Can I speak much <laughs> where I'm just serving the company? If that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. And you're right. And I think the way they feel is, uh, is very profound and it's great that you're feeling this way because it'll drive you and give you the motivation to do things that you might not have before. So doing the podcast, finding some other revenue line, you know, re-spinning up the coaching practice if you desire to, because when we are able to coach others, it is enormously uplifting to us because we heal our own wounds. Yeah. We learn a lot of things about ourselves, but then we're also passing along this knowledge. We're transferring this knowledge to others in a way that can really benefit them. And then they pay it forward. And then that person pays it forward. So our impact isn't just first level, it's second, third, fourth, fifth, and so on level. Yeah. So in our society, I think we're prepped and primed to be able to do a lot of individual work these days in terms of having our own businesses now is absolutely the time to do so. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, where can people find you, follow you, contact you, get your book, all that good stuff. We want to make sure that everybody calls Deanna to make sure she has lots of clients, right? So we want to keep driving <laughs> back to labelfreepodcast.com. Um, <laughs> but in, if, if anybody is interested in uh, learning a little bit more about me, so the, the website is michaelsseaver.com. My middle name is Scott. So michaelsseaver.com, two S's there in the middle. And I've really designed the website to be a repository of information, whether it's video material, whether it's media placements, you know, whether it's three online courses, there's free downloads, there's 200 plus blogs. It's if a person is looking to become the most authentic and engaged version of themselves, that website is likely to have the resource to allow that to happen. Amazing. All right. And then your book is available. Uh, yeah, this particular book, I know it's available print, ebook, and audiobook awesome. on most major websites Google, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, Apple, fill in the blank. It's out there in all of those places. Fantastic. And you're on all the social media platforms. Yes, ma'am. So I spend most of my time on LinkedIn and Instagram. I do have a bit of a presence on Facebook and Twitter, but not as much time on those. Um, so you know, all of those links and things are definitely on my website, but I have the most fun on Instagram and I think I'm the most uh, business centric on LinkedIn. Perfect. And I will put all those links in the show notes, you guys, so that you can go ahead and give Michael a follow, contact him, reach out. If you connected with him today, listen and listening to his story and what he does and how he can help you live your most authentic, powerful, empowered life, then please reach out to him and uh, give, give him a call or set up a call or what, what have you. And, and as always, Michael, I always like to ask my guests if they have any last words of wisdom or advice they'd like to leave with the audience. Yeah. Uh, one simple phrase that kind of underpins everything uh, that I am in the phrase is be the person you needed when you were younger. Ooh, I like that. That's like a, that's a, like that, that makes you think. 
So the point of it is, is that from birth until age 28, all humans go through a pattern or a series of challenges. At age 28, 29, we overcome them through a new process or something that somebody teaches us. And then the highest and best use of our life from age 30 to about age 50 is to help others overcome the exact same challenge for themselves that we overcame for ourselves. So be the person you needed when you were younger. Wow, I love that. All right, you guys, do you hear that? Be the person you needed when you were younger. I, uh, that This is a lot for me because I had a real <laughs> rough, <laughs> rough childhood. There's a lot of abuse. So <laughs> think about that one. <laughs> anyways, Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure. Please let us know when you have anything new coming, a new, new book, a new what have you. I think you're doing, you're just on, always on the go. So yep. I'd love to have you back to share that with us. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, follow all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.